For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Crawling into the locker room. And they need help getting their gear off. And it's going to take time to get in the shower. I want the buses to be late to the airport. We all handle the things differently. say I'm a sore loser. Oh my goodness, folks. We're here. It's the C3 Saints at Panthers post-game show. After a heartbreaking loss where the Carolina Panthers fall 12-9. to And honestly, the best defensive performance probably since 2015. And uh, failed to capitalize because Cameron Newton is not has not been our super cam the last couple of weeks. It's clear there's injuries at bay, but boy, it was hard to watch as he could barely throw the ball down the field at all. But we're here to kind of try to sort through it. My name's Tony Dunn. I'm the host of the C3 Panthers podcast. We're live on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. And you can call in and be a part of the show using the cat calls line. The number's 252 252- 228-5098, and I'm here to chop it up, guys, and react with y'all to the sixth straight Panthers loss. I'm so sick of playing this music, Cody. We might just need to stop and celebrate draft picks and play some celebratory music, man. Um, yeah, it's a heartbreaker, man. Our defense played well. Uh, the best they've played all year, I would say, but – um Cam Newton's hurt, man. His his hurt, 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 hurt. And, and the fact that he didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday, why did anyone think that we even had a chance to be victorious? I mean, there was no chance from the jump. I mean, well, we it, did. It, it, we did. Our defense was in the kept us in this game right. and alive. Our, our, our defense, but Cam was not on the same page with the offense all night. I mean, they didn't even want to throw the ball further than 10 yards. It's all bad, man. Yeah. We got Josh from Mass here to help us sort through this. 
Tough loss there, Josh. Oh, yeah. No, this it, – it, it's a lot of what we've all been saying for the last few weeks. Um, you know, the O-line did not look good at all. They just didn't even show up, it seemed. You know, Cam had yeah. – uh, had DBs and, and linemen in his face all night, all night, every play, um, you know, and then you combine that with the fact that it was pretty obvious, especially on that first touchdown, um, you know, his, his shoulder's just not there. It's just not. Why is he playing, honestly? If if he can't, I mean, and I understand this, is look, is I get the whole notion that a 60% Cam Newton is better than 100% Taylor Heineke. I understand that. But at the end of the day, if he can't really do what is necessary, what what is there to gain, Cody, out of having him on the field? Uh, Ron Rivera trying to save his ass. I mean, that's all I can gather at this point. I mean, I really don't know. I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you, and I feel like Cam Newton won't save himself. Because it's too much of a competitor, man. He wants to be out on the field. He wants to make the throw that wins the football game. But if he's not capable of doing that and, and just putting more damage on his shoulder and the offensive line is letting him get obliterated, then, yeah, man. It's I mean, every time that we put him out there from here forward, we are jeopardizing his future in the NFL. I mean, period. I mean, we are jeopardizing his long-term health for a meaningless season. Where was this defense all year, Josh? You're, you're asking me. That's all I could think all night. Um, where has this defense been, especially in all these games? How many games did we lose by a score or less? You know, how many yeah. times would it be? Like, I feel like it's been, uh, well, we've lost six games now, and we've only lost one. No, well, no, we've lost uh, how many? Eight games now, but we've lost six in a row. But the Steelers game was the only blowout. I would say we've probably lost uh, six games by one score or less. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. And and if this defense shows up for even one drive of any of those games, it's a whole different turnout. For that game and possibly the season, really. Um, and, and you really got to wonder if Ron calling the defense and being in charge of the defense is this kind of difference. I mean, man, I, you know, nobody wants to say, "Oh, well, let's let's demote Ron to to DC because that'll never fly." Let's let's be real; it never will. Um, right. But damn, does it sound like a good option after what we saw tonight? That defense was stout. I mean, we, we went up and held not even arguably one of the best def- uh, offenses in the NFL to 12 points. That's well, yeah. Is that here? Is we don't even really have. Yeah, we don't have to even think. I mean, about well, what I would say is this: is that it probably just it shows how, uh, unfortunately, because I hate to be a guy that just wants to kick a dude when he's down, but Ron Rivera probably waited three or four weeks too late to take over the defense. And if you heard the clip and if that they were playing the audio from the game, Cody, 
is it sounds like Luke Dunn took over the defense. Luke told the guys, and when they had him mic'd up, he said, just listen to me. I got a feel for these guys. Like, I felt like I was just about to take the play card away from Ron and give it to Luke. He dropped the F-bomb, too. He was mic'd <laughs> up. And uh, that, that, there was one play, and he was like, fucking come on, dude. He was so pissed off. But listen, man, Luke Kingsley, listen, to everyone that's been saying that Luke Kingsley hasn't been playing uh, how he has in the past, well, there you go. He's still Luke, still number 59, still Captain America. Yeah, man, this – but listen, and if you notice, we, even even though our defense played, you know, pretty well, we still had no pass rush. We had two Zero. sacks. Zero. We had, yeah, and they weren't until late in the game. Yeah, we had two sacks. One of them was Munderlin, and the other one was like a yeah. combination of Butler and K1 Short. We have no pass rush. Imagine what this defense would be if we had two pass rushers on both ends that could get to the quarterback. It's bad, dude. I do need to step in before Brother Herbert gets in here and chastises us and say, and say this, is that Cam, while, while the defense, while Josh said the defense, if they would have made a, you know, a stop or two in, that, in those six games, think of where we'd be. Similarly, if Cam Newton would have won us a game at the end, one or two of those games at the end, and then you change that with the defense. And now, look, at the end right now is Cam can barely throw the ball. And if Booger McFarland says he's an upper body thrower again and this is why he can't complete the the passes, I'm going to go down there and wring his neck on that little dang scooter he rides around the damn Dude, place. Dude, McFarland and Jason Witten were just shitting on camp all night, dude. I wanted to lose yep. my fucking mind, dude. <laughs> but Cam certainly, look, is tonight he didn't look good. He didn't play well, no. A, and B, it looked physically like it was a physical problem as well, right? In the past, we've seen him. He's had opportunities to win the game for us this this year, and he just hasn't done it. And so, really, it's just been – it's just tough. It's tough to figure out. It's tough to figure out, too, when that defense, Josh, plays like that, that have they actually been better than they've been playing and what has been holding them back? I mean, obviously, other than what Cody's saying with the pass rush. Well, I, I think it comes down to scheme, and I think it also comes down to what well, you figure your defensive coordinator during the week, he's the guy who runs your, your defensive side of your practice. Um, so I think Ron taking over the defense is a little deeper than we've all been led to believe. Like it's just play calling. I think it actually runs a lot deeper where he's now taking full charge of the defensive side of practice altogether uh, because the, the level of effort, the tackling, um, it was all leagues better than what we've seen all year. Hands down. Night and day. It was night and night day. And day. It's like somebody flipped the damn switch on. Like, oh, here it is. You got Luke Keekley and Julius Peppers and all these guys. And Bradbury had had some great breakups tonight. Uh, and and I mean, do we really? It goes without saying. Dante Jackson. Yeah, say that. My God, say that. Man, it, if it, he could have kept, if he would have kept his hand off that shoulder, 
That was an uncatchable ball, eh? I think Ron was was right with that. That was a bad call. You know, that was fundamentals of DB, his hands on the back, head turned. He had a little bit. He had a little bit right there. All right. Let them play, man. It's it's for the – I mean – Dude, they're, they're playing yeah. for so much right now. The Panthers are fighting to stay alive. The Saints are playing for home field advantage. Let them play, man. It, the referees were trash. Well, yeah, is oh, that yeah. they were trash because they let them play on some plays, and then they didn't on others. There was a helmet-to-helmet on DJ Moore early in the game. Nobody's calling that. There is – there was – this was a – I did like this is I liked that the Panthers found a way to get under the Saints' skin. If you think about what the Saints' season has been right now and where the Panthers are at, we got in their minds tonight on defense, and finally we grew a damn pair. That's what I'm saying. It's like we got all these big men out there, and it's sad to see them play like a bunch of sissies at times. But tonight they came out like Panthers, that the that defense that we're used to seeing, hard-hitting, make you pay, opportunistic at times. If we had a pass rush, Cody, if we had a pass rush. If we had a pass rush. And if Ron Rivera had any semblance of using timeouts, of knowing how to challenge on uh, a fourth down stop, I mean, oh, it's really? – it's, it's the same shit from Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera doesn't get any better. You know, this reminds me of, of I don't even remember the guy's name, but the head coach that they fired from Indianapolis that had been underservicing uh, Andrew Luck. It was the same thing there. It's the same thing here. Ron Rivera has brought the team as far as it can go. The defense played well tonight. I'll give him that. But I mean, too little, too late, man. And, and he, he does not know how to manage the time. And it's been a problem ever since he's been here. Is there any worry, though, for you guys that, wow, yes, is that Ron Rivera should have called that timeout early in that first half and Cam Newton comes up celebrating the first down. It was a remarkable play by Cam. But is there any – what I'm starting to think this is that those criticisms about um, the, Ron Rivera, the clock management, have a trickle-down effect. And they have not trickled down to Cam Newton enough to also create a sense of urgency. I feel like the coaching staff should be coaching when to turn it on, when to go, 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 and be in his ear – and so I do think this is that Ron Rivera again shows, look, he, he kind of at the end, at least Witten was pointing out that he, he probably took a timeout when he shouldn't have. There was earlier when he let, when he didn't take a timeout right away and like eight seconds ran off the clock, but Cam Newton should be better in these situations. And while I think that that's a, that that's kind of Ron Rivera, not being, the disciplinary, like knowing exactly what to do all the time in that situation. I think it shows with Cam's lack of urgency at times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Go ahead, I got John. a little agitated when Cam pops up off of that at late in the game. And he's, what are you, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? You, you've got, we've lost five in a row. 
We've lost five in a row. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like Jameis Winston I, eating W's. And I and I get it, and I, and it's the same reason he's still playing her because he, Cam is the mojo of this team. Yep. And it goes back yep. to 2015, and and you know everybody's oh well, thank God they stopped dabbing. But that's the biggest thing that team had that no other team before, and no team since has had, is that. That mojo, that that intangible, the sauce, that drip that they're all talking about this year. It was it was this magical fairy dust, I guess you could say, the Cam Newton fairy dust that was on everything and on every play. And it's just not there. And he keeps trying to light it up, and you can't blame him. You can't blame him because, you know, nope. there's all these people there. You know, a stadium packed full of people. They came to see a show, but... Man, you got to know when to show it and 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 when to just head down, storm forward. We're here to win this game because we've got a chance, we've got time, and instead we got egg on our face again, yeah. six times in a row. Egg on our face. I, I th- agreed, agreed. Six times in a row, it's tough. We're about to take a break and get into the cat calls. The numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. You can be a part of the longest-running Panthers podcast. We encourage you to call in, and we want to give a shout-out to all the people in the chat room right now. Look, there's 55 people watching right now. There's 11 thumbs up. Let's double that right now and get this show pumping right now because six losses, and we got to stick together. Oplez, welcome to the show. Terrence Murray, thank you for tuning in. John Conaglario, good gosh, you're going to test my Italian roots right there with that last name. We appreciate you being a part of the chat. Share the show, like us on Facebook, and check us out on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Let's go ahead and jump into the first cat call of the night and see what people are saying. Hey, what's up? What's up, CP3 podcast? This is G. Cavassier. Hey, man, just finished watching the game. Damn, we played our fucking hearts out in that damn game, man. Defense, we played our damn hearts out, man. Unfortunately, we daggone lost. So we're not going to the playoffs. I mean, we got two other games. Unless it's some damn miracle that we do, I did not see us going to the playoffs. And I really, 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 really thought we was going to win tonight. I really did. But honestly, once DJ Moore fumbled that damn ball, I just thought it was this damn game, man. I just had a feeling, man. I just had a feeling the minute he fumbled it, and I thought he would learn his lesson from the Redskins game, you know what I'm saying? But once he fumbled, I was like, yeah, you know, we're going to lose this game. And before halftime, you know, I think we should have ran the ball a little bit more, got field goal range, kicked the damn field goal instead of trying to pass into the damn Devin Funches and got it intercepted, you know. But, you know, I'm proud of the way my boys played, even though we lost. So uh, I'm still a diehard Panther fan, and always remember, keep pounding. Let's talk quickly, Josh, about that fumble by DJ Moore. Is that I, a buddy of mine, Mario Marcioni? He sent me a tweet, and he said this when Cam threw that that interception in the end zone, going into the half, and that ball was short. It was as short as Captain Munderland sitting courtside at a Hornets game, and this guy and that. Look, is that people are like, oh, Devin Fun just didn't win the route. No, Cam didn't have enough arm to get it up there. 
right? I mean, you can see he gave it as much as he could. So he said this in that tweet. He said that throw pretty much sums up our last five weeks or six weeks. And then I felt like when DJ Moore broke that, bounced in around like a pinball up the middle, and you're sitting there going, we're about to win this damn game. And then he fumbles it. I was like, <laughs> that is exactly the story of our season. A hundred percent. Exactly my thoughts. Watch, watching the game over at the bar across the street. And I'm like, here it is. Here we go. This is the play. We bust it open. And and the offense gets momentum. The crowd gets louder. It becomes a challenging atmosphere. And then not even two seconds later, I man, I didn't even get to finish taking a swig out of my beer. And there's DJ Moore on the ground, and there goes the ball over there somewhere. I'm like, are, are you are you kidding, man? Are you kidding? Like, is is this not something that they've worked on with you since that since that Redskins game? And some of the other situations, he's you remember he's he's his hands have been kind of a liability for us this year. It's been covered up the last couple of games because it hasn't just popped up. But he's 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 the guy that I'm sure every defense that we're lining up against is going swat the ball. Don't worry so much about the tackle. Knock the ball out of his hands. And yeah, you know they're not wrong. You know that's that's. That's as a defensive coach. That's the things you tell your guys. You look at the film and you go, "Well, this guy's kind of got butterfingers," and you know, and the, the throw to Funches, oh, another foot higher in the air, and that's that's a ball that isn't even contested. He's got that ball yeah. because of the height. Of, no question. But and no question and that, but well, but well, maybe with Devin, Devin's been so inconsistent. You oh, hope yeah, that you do hope that. Speaking of butterfingers. Yeah, but and another thing is, you know, everyone gets on Cam Newton for overthrowing the football. I mean, that's how you know when it's a problem. I mean, he's underthrowing the football. I mean, right to the oh, end yeah. zone. I mean, it wasn't even that. That wasn't even a twenty-yard pass. I don't. I, no, I don't think it was. So yeah. So I, I would. Think, yeah, man, Cam Newton's hurt, and I'm telling you, every single snap that he plays has the potential to. Uh, be bad for the rest of his career, man. Listen, can everyone keep in mind for a minute that Andrew Luck and Cam Newton had the same surgery, and Andrew Luck missed. Well, an I mean, I think I think Andrew Luck's was a full tear. I think Andrew Luck's was more serious. Cam's was partial yeah. tear. Yeah, I mean, even even still, if if you know that he has that much of a problem at this point in the season. You're doing a disservice to the man, trotting him out on the field. And uh, another thing, why are why is the head coaches, why do they feel confident in Cam Newton's ability for him to be able to move the ball when he didn't even practice? He didn't practice on a Wednesday yeah. or Thursday. So he's not on a rhythm with the receivers. Uh, I mean, they're not even calling plays where there's any pass over – 15 yards, if that. Yeah, the one touchdown pass of the game wasn't even thrown by Cam. Yeah, Chris. Oh, my God. God. Oh, don't <laughs> say that. Dude, CMC. Oh. Speaking of, you know, speaking of that pass, who is, uh, I like this Martinez guy. 
this Martinez guy that he threw it to. Did you catch the guy? The, yeah, but the guy, the announcer said, touchdown pass to Martinez. And I was like, yeah, I don't, who I, the hell is it, Martinez? Dude, that's so bad, man. I like so that. I love this guy. I, I heard, I heard I that, and I was like, him. did we pick somebody up this week? What's going on here? Yeah, that's how I felt right there as well. Um, uh, so, look, you can be a part of the show calling in my 252-228-5098. Follow us on Twitter, at cat underscore chronicles. Let's go to the next call and see what they got to say. Hey, this is DJ and Riley. Tough loss, but I saw some things that I liked. Defense actually showed up today. I, I, this is the first time pretty much all season I've been in – Pressed by our defense, they they played tough. They hung in with this high power Saints offense all night. Uh, I, I'm Luke was paying his ass off, but on the other side of the ball, Cam is obviously hurt. And he couldn't do the things that he normally could do. People weren't getting open. It was we, we played good, but just not good enough to beat the Saints. I think we put we hang Cam up for the rest of the season, like. Heineke gets some snaps the last two games because there's no point of putting Cam out there the last two games for no playoffs. There's no point. Just let him rest, put Heineke out there for the rest of the year, let him get some snaps. As always, keep pounding. Tough loss, but it is what it is. Love the podcast. Always in play of a Panther Nation. Look, you could hear the disappointment right there at the end of that call, and that is the truth, is that in a in a game that we thought that the Carolina Panthers, to be honest, is that we didn't really shouldn't have had a shot to win this game. I went back and watched the Bucks saints game last week, and the Bucks straight brought it. Their defensive line was just eaten, man. They were all over it all day long. They missed two field goals, and I was looking at that, and I was like, how the hell are we going to beat this team, and we ain't got no pass rush? I did not think that we were going to be able to hold the Saints. If we were going to be close at the end, it would be a 12-9 ball game. But it was, and Cam Newton is clearly hurt because he was throwing Cody. He threw the he threw about eight balls about five five yards short. And you yeah, can tell. You could tell they're he was even, laboring. Laboring. They're not yeah. even calling plays that have him moving the ball at all. It's like, you know, I was watching the, the game, and when they fumbled the ball through the end zone and it's a touchback, I had zero confidence that we were going to drive the ball down the field and put it in the end zone because yeah. you, you have to be able to stretch the field. I mean, we're not even trying to do that. You're not going to run the ball on them. And if you notice, even when they're throwing the ball, it's all these, um, you know, in routes to the center of the field. Uh, yeah, they they know that he's we didn't hurt. push the ball. We didn't we didn't go deep one time in this game. No, I was kind of no, hoping. No. I was kind of hoping that they were just kind of saving it, and not like that they believe they could actually do it, but like just ask them to do it one time. Come on, one time. Yeah. Josh, I don't know how old you are because I'm I'm the old guy in the room. But have you ever seen a uh, movie Rookie of the Year where the kid broke his arm playing baseball? 
No, that one went over my head. Uh, okay. I'm 31. But I, oh, I, it, was, wow. it was just one of the movies I, I never had an interest in. I was, I've always been a football guy, like, through and through. <laughs> I played football in middle school and high school. I uh, played, I, ironically, somehow played DE and corner. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that one missed me. So the premise of this movie is this kid, he's a Chicago Cubs fan, and the Cubs stink. And he breaks his arm. He slips on a baseball and breaks his arm. And then they put it in the cast and it sits in there for like three months. And somehow they tuned his arm up too tight. And so this like 12-year-old kid is throwing like 99-mile-an-hour heaters. And he makes this pro football team – I mean, this pro baseball team. But then he slips at the last game of the season. He slips on the baseball like he did at the very beginning of the game and hits his shoulder again. And it stops working. That's what I feel like has happened to Cam Newton is that my man, I feel like his arm doesn't is about to fall off. It is for a guy that th- can throw a football through a piece of plywood. He is laboring out there, Josh, to get the ball downfield. And I think you could see that by not one single attempt downfield. Oh yeah, no, it, it was blatant. It was obvious. And I mean, I, and I think it's something the Saints defense picked up on real quick, just based on the amount of, of the, the amount of the amount of attempts with McCaffrey, and the fact that we stayed underneath all night. You know, there was there was not even an attempt on a route that went past 15, 20 yards, like Cody said. And there was there was no effort out there to even make it happen. And you know, it only takes a half of football, if that, for a defense to cue in on. Things like that. Your quarterback's got a major injury, especially a guy who's known for having a howitzer of an arm, and it's a divisional rival. They know they're going to know faster than anybody else that something's going on. Something's up with Cam. And and again, I get it. He's the juice. He's the mojo. But damn, sit the man down. And if he's too full of if he's too full of it to to do that, or if he's worried about displeasing people, maybe somebody should sit down and say, hey. Maybe displeasing people for a couple games this year isn't a bad thing if it means you're not habitually displeasing people in the future and maybe the rest of your career. Cody, respond to the um, Taylor Heineke, the call for Taylor Heineke to get some reps because I think that I almost want to say, man, maybe we're two weeks past the point of that even. I mean, not past well, I mean, like now. It's better late than never, I guess. Well, listen, put them in there against two division rivals and see what you have in them. I mean, we need to know. Uh, so the the days of Derek Anderson are done. The days of uh, Webb are, are done. Uh, you know, we need to know if we have a, a good backup quarterback behind Cam Newton, and why not do it against the Falcons and uh, against the Saints? Uh, I mean, it's time to see – uh, if we have a, a backup quarterback that can at least be competent in the offense that we run. If not, it's time to draft another one. And that's something that we also haven't done. Most teams draft a quarterback, you know, in the third or fourth round, maybe every other year or something like that. Maybe not the third or fourth, but in the later ends of the of the rounds, uh, to have someone behind their starter. And you have to do that. You have to bolster your backup quarterback position 
And we haven't done that. And we don't know what we have in Taylor other than we have to depend on him to throw a Hail Mary pass every once in a while. So I'm 100% in favor of it. Um, I will be pissed off if I see Cam Newton under center even one more time this year. Uh, I'm all for it. All right, next call. Hey, guys. It's Cody from up here in Roanoke, Virginia. Skipped last week. Had to take a break. Um, Watched that game tonight just because of the implications and the possible Cinderella story of it all. Obviously, um, wasn't expecting much, to be quite honest. I was expecting worse than what we saw out there, not from our offense, but from our defense, oddly enough. Those uh, tables turned quite uh, a little bit there. But um, nonetheless, you know, at this point, man, I'm not even disappointed playing for the draft pick, you know, playing for the ability to, uh, you know, uh, look for a coach ahead of time, you know, before all this kind of goes backwards. I, I, I don't know if Ron saves his season with the defensive effort that was put up because I think that's why he's here is the quality of defense that he allows um, on the field for most of the seasons that he's been our head coach. But, um, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to something fresh. I, I know it's easy in a bad season to, to, to blame it on the head coach and hope that somebody else comes in and, you know, we see what happens with all these other teams. And it doesn't always end with the success that we expect. So, I mean, you know, I, I tamper my expectations with the fact that, you know, we're going to be getting a new head coach most likely. Um, just because, I, you know, there's a lot of transition. There's a lot of, uh, you know, things that can go wrong with that. And we've seen it so happy. You know, we've seen it happen with the Panthers. We've seen it happen, you know, with a lot of other teams, you know. And I just don't want to get into this, uh, you know, um, category of a bad team. I know our window is closing quickly um, for that, uh, even though we have a lot of young people. And I may lose you guys when we come up that third three minutes. I'll give you guys the shot back one more time um, if I lose you. But the uh, the offense was abysmal. I have oh, no idea terrible. what was going it's on. Nice. I mean, I, I do. Cam it's kind of hard really when it doesn't have an arm. 100%. Uh, and and I, I ask you, I don't even think Cam he's 50%. Newton not at 100% right now, what do you believe he's at? And at one point, does Taylor Heineke exceed the expectations of what we expect Cam to do? You know, when when do we make that that decision? I'm a fan of putting Cam on IR and getting the surgery that we all know that he needs right now. You know, he said he learns. You know, the 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 the, the organization. You know, said that they learned from the 2016 season. Uh, Cam said he learned from the 2016 season when he was pushing himself through the shoulder injury when he probably shouldn't have. And I feel as though we're seeing that again. Um, you know, I wasn't. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and turn that back over to you, Cody. Just because we've talked a little bit about putting Taylor Heineke in here, where do you really think Cam Newton is? Because I'm saying like 48%. May, uh, maybe I'll say I 52 mean, because this might still work. I mean, I don't know. I can pull a number out of a hat and it's, it's be, you know, it, well, it doesn't mean we're anything. trying to do. I know. I, I'm, I, I mean, no one knows anything. I mean, if you think about it, you know, Cam Newton traditionally has been one of the, the bigger arm quarterbacks in the NFL. 
since he's come in, into the NFL. And the, the fact that, I mean, they're not even letting him throw above 15 yards, man. I mean, that that's, that's hurt, man. So he threw out 40-something percent. I'm saying maybe even less than that. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's bad at, at this point. I mean, that's why I'm saying if Cam Newton plays another snap, you have to wonder who is – is there anyone in this organization that even cares enough about his long-term health? That's what I'm wondering. I don't even think – I don't even think that we should – Ron should even think about playing Cam like actually saves his job. At this point, I would right. think that maybe – Saving his job more so would be knowing when to shut things down and to develop guys rather than to look in the short term. Josh, I'm going to go to you on that. Where do you think Cam is if you were going to put a number on it? Uh, honestly, I mean, let me put it in the perspective of the way I'm looking at it. Okay. I'm up in Massachusetts uh, Thursday night. Me and my buddy are hopping in a car driving down to Charlotte for Sunday's game. Uh, that's that's some mileage to put down, right? It's my first NFL game. Uh, I don't want to see Cam. I mean, part of me part of me as a Panthers fan wants to see him, but I know full well there's there's no excuse to have him out there. The season's lost. He's hurt. Putting him out there at this point is reckless. It's irresponsible. And I think if he starts Sunday – Ron's definitely gone. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost time to look at it the other way. Instead of playing him to keep your job, playing him will lose your job. But at what point does David Tepper, at what point does David Tepper come in and say, "Uh, listen, I just dropped over two bill on a franchise and you're still playing the quarterback that's hurt. Uh, No, dude, I'm delivering the marching orders saying that you sit Cam Newton uh, effective right now. I mean, at what point yeah. does the owner do that? No, tonight, tonight, I think that last drive was it. That was it. You know, you give yeah. the man, you give the man a chance to win a division game, a Monday night football in front of a home crowd. Yeah. You give that man the shot, but it didn't pan out and the offense looked limited because of it. So, gonna parade him out there like some kind of beaten down parade pony oh did you say josh josh did you say you're driving here to go to a football game from massachusetts and you're gonna go see the the falcons yeah i'm going i'm going to the sunday game the 23rd give that man an applause good news people that's good news, people. As President Obama <laughs> said, "Good God, I love, I love old Barry." I I started being a, a Panthers fan when I started really being an NFL fan. I was eight years old, um, ninety-five. They were a new team. Oh, I was wow. a fan. Yeah, I thought the logo. Yeah, I thought the logo was cool, and and you know it, it was I was new to football, so I mean. You know, the first year was kind of rough, and it's especially because up here, up until the last couple of years, watching our games has been a struggle. Um, you know, but then our second year to have a playoff push, that kind of that quick into the franchise being a thing, and then especially living in New England, 2003 was rough because of the Super Bowl. 
Um, you know, but that's the thing is, is my old man's a Patriots fan and he's a Patriots fan from way back. He's not a Patriots fan from, well, Tom Brady. No, he remembers the Grogan and Rod Rust era. He remembers watching his team go out and get shellacked, you know, go one and, and I think the season was only 14 or 15 games, only win a game a year. Uh, and then, you know, to, to make it to the Super Bowl in 85 and then go get steamrolled by Ron Rivera and company, the Bears. Um, you know, so it, it ain't been easy, but I think... I love to hear uh, Panther fan, like how people became fan stories because as a new organization, you always get a mix of of what's happening um let me see let me see if this is the next call did we listen to this one sorry i cut off to cody again from up here in roanoke virginia i was just saying that you know i think it's time for cam to be um you know uh put, put on ir and, and you know get the rehabilitation from a surgery done early so that we don't run into a situation like 2017 where it took him halfway through the season to really get uh, any type of a group together, which really didn't even happen then. Um, <clears throat> it's um, it's clear there's something wrong, and uh, the the fact that you know we still are pushing him to be on the field is just I, I get it. You know, I think there's there's two trains of thought. You know, as a fan, let's play for draft picks, right? And as a coach, play to save your job, and at the end of the day, if we lose the next two games, it's, it's in my opinion, a surefire, you know, way to get him out of the door. Um, but Ron is going to be fighting tooth and nail to keep his job. Um, and uh, I think that uh, we'll see a lot of fight next week. That's why I think that we'll see Cam in there because Ron is going to encourage it. I feel like there's no – if Ron lets Cam sit, that's Ron basically signing his own resignation and sending mm-hmm. to Mr. Depper. Mm. To uh, say, hey, listen, it's been a good ride. Um, I'm going to take my talents elsewhere and pull LeBron. But uh, that's truly not the, you know, the way that it would go down. But that essentially, metaphorically speaking, is how it would happen um, if he sat Cam. So I can see him pushing Cam himself, you know, regardless of his health and the, the future of the franchise. I think that, you know, sitting Cam is a is a long shot um, unless they really find, you know, the doctors find a reason to to pull him out uh, and you know, kind of put him. On the, on the bench from here on out. And sorry for the monotone. I know this is not going to make for a very interesting call, so my apologies, you guys are probably going to cut me off by now just because of the monotone nature of my phone call. But all my emotions gone. That's what the Panthers do to me. All right, guys. Uh, talk to you later. Um, keep pounding. And uh, let's uh, sit back and relax and watch some football for the rest of the season. We have no uh, skin in the game, so uh, we'll get to – uh, enjoy football, whereas we normally wouldn't. <laughs> I guess peace. Yeah, no. Look, is don't apologize for that call. I think that's a great call. I think that we are talking about a lot there. We're talking about uh, what Cam Newton means to the franchise, what his long term health means to the franchise, and how that impacts the coaching staff and the front office. But I'm going to put out something there different for you guys. Also, when we were on the first half of that call, we're starting to now think that maybe. Not sitting cam actually could threaten where you are because you look like the coach trying to save your job. 
I'm starting to believe this, guys, and Lynn said it on Facebook, Legacy Lines in, in YouTube, you usually know her. And uh, she said, I'm, I think that Ron Rivera is safe. And I'm, I believe it. I believe Ron Rivera comes back another year. And the reason being, I think this, is that I think that we, we talked with Dan Hatman last week. And Dan Hatman talked about the timing of replacing a GM. And maybe that window is closing a little quickly. But now, today, I saw a report that Steve Wilkes is going to be a one-and-done coach, likely, in in St. Oh, yeah. Louis. And while I while I know the Panthers are a high-end and a high-prospect job because of a Cam Newton and a Christian McCaffrey, there's a lot of jobs coming up, guys. I don't know if there's enough coaches and enough GMs out there right now to to beat out Ron Rivera even despite his flaws. Cody, I'll go to you first. Uh, I don't buy it, man. I don't buy it. I think that if you're David Tepper, and I know I, I sound like a broken record at this point, but man, <laughs> you just spent $2.2-something billion on an NFL team. And after a season where you started 6-2, and two, you've been in so many games where you lost by a field goal, a touchdown, just, I mean, something stupid. We've been in so many different games. Ron Rivera has never had back-to-back winning seasons. Why would David Tepper want to keep Ron Rivera there? I mean, there are people. And see, so this is another been thing. Been to the playoffs a bunch. Been to the playoffs a bunch. Yeah, been but, man, there's so much. Been to a Super Bowl. That leaves out a bunch yeah, of information. 2014 was a dumpster fire in the division. And another thing that – 2014 and, and, doesn't count. 2014 no, doesn't, doesn't count. And listen, the one, the one more thing I'll say, though, is that, you know, just because we say, oh, well, there's not a lot of, you know, hot new young coaches, you know, out there on the market, there are people that the, the higher-ups know of and are aware of that fans on our level, we might not even know their name yet. So, the, I mean, to me, that's like saying – uh, hey, I'm going to stay in an abusive relationship because it's not like I can do any better right now. I mean, in the end, you're just hurting yourself, man. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't think if we go with a new head coach, I really don't see that answer coming from within the NFL already. Um, I, I see us. Yeah. Uh, unless we go, unless that's scary though. None of them have ever worked. There, name me one college coach that has worked. Uh, no, I mean everybody comes from somewhere. Pete Carroll. That's, that's Pete Carroll. Exactly. Pete Carroll. And maybe he was an NFL coach who went college and then came back. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say. He he was up here for a couple of years, didn't do so hot, and they they booted him out pretty quick. Um, but the YouTube chat will find us one if there is one that exists. Maybe did the guy that co- did, did Dick Vermeil coach college at all? Did he cry in college at all? Dude. I can't remember. I know he was in the Jets. He's always crying. Well, right. It was, then he went to uh, the Rams. I don't know if he coached college. I cannot think. Carl Carl D says uh, Harbaugh. 
But I don't even no. know if we can give no. Harbaugh that because he's booted out. Like, he's not even in the NFL. Get out of here. Get out of it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want Harbaugh either. But he did have success in the NFL. I think maybe that's what Carl D is bringing up. Hey, real quick, and then we can go to cat calls or whatever. I just wanted to to bring this up because this is something that we've yet to um, to showcase uh, or, or even talk about on the podcast. Eric Reed has now been randomly drug tested for the seventh time in a row. This has been going on after every single game. The NFL randomly drug tests Eric Reed. I mean, come on. Do you have an agenda or do you have a fucking agenda, bro? Dude, it is embarrassing. The NFL does not know how to get out of their own way, man. It's why something- are they so – why is the NFL the rich – imagine being the biggest fucking dumbass in the world yeah, and, making just- a bazil- and, and making a bazillion dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like You're like, I'm going to start a business. Selling left muffin tops like my man did in Seinfeld, you know, or whatever. And then all of a sudden he's a bazillionaire. How can they make so much God forsaken money and not get out of their own way? They're terrible. This is ridiculous. Hey, oh, and shout out to Eric Reed for tonight's game, because to be honest, before tonight's game. He He did, but before tonight's game, before tonight's game, guys, I said something to myself. I started to go, maybe Eric Reed was a little hype. And then tonight, you know what I'm saying, is like you see him play a little bit more natural position. Yeah. And, uh, you know, is that I thought this is that, well, maybe when you overhype somebody, period, they're always going to be disappointing. But. He played fantastic tonight, I thought. I thought he was a difference maker. He did miss one tackle early. But good God, this is insane to to single him out like that, Cody. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, how are you randomly drug tested seven times in a row? That's not random at all. I mean, listen. No, like if you if you went fishing and you that's why they call it fishing, right? You go fishing and you might catch a fish because then when when you take your kids fishing and they're like, "Why aren't we catching fish?" You go, "That's why it's not called catching. That's what every dad tells to their kids. That's why it's not called catching. This is not called random. When it so, happens every time. No, I want to um go ahead. Do you want to add something to this, Josh? Yeah, I mean, and somebody, I forget which group it was on Facebook, but somebody actually broke down the mathematical possibility of somebody being selected this many times when it's 10 players every week from every team, blah, blah, blah. And it's something ridiculous, like a 0.119% chance if it happens with a random system. It's, it's deplorable. It's like, really? Are we really not trying? It's like, it, it, come on. Like, this is supposed to be this is supposed to be a game of integrity. Like, these guys are making millions of dollars, and, and you got these yeah. professional officials, and they're blowing calls, and then you, you got guys getting randomly drug screened, and it's like, man, you want to 
come on, just come on. I, is it too early for an ice up? <laughs> ice up. <man. laughs> I know. I know. That's right. All right. And let's get into the um, next call. Okay. Go ahead, Cody. I, I, well, I was, I was going to provide an update. So Cam Newton has been giving his um, press conference and on his shoulder so, uh, soreness, he said there has not been a, a night in a long time where he hasn't had some sort of shoulder treatment. Um, he also says, I wish I could say what the injury is, but I don't know myself. I've done everything. There hasn't been a day where I haven't gotten some work done on my arm, stiffness, muscle tension, but it's not something that's gotten worse or better. It just is what it is. He went on to say my arm or the shoulder just doesn't have the strength. So coming from the man that himself. That might now. be the saddest. Damn you, Cody. Ice up Cody for reading that up. shit. That's actually the worst. That's the worst thing we could hear, to be honest. Yeah, That is the absolute the worst thing. Straight from the but, mouth of the man. Because, and in the words of Cam Newton, straight from the mouth of the man in the mirror. He always loves to say <laughs> that. And I'm looking at the man in the mirror, right? But yeah. um, Like he's Michael Jackson that is, or something. Yeah, that, that is the worst. It's the worst news because it's like, we don't even know like repairing it if it does. Like imagine if it, if you just went like if his arm just didn't work anymore. Oh my god. Off. Yeah, I mean we're close to that. All right. That's we're gonna break back like to these <laughs> Yeah, no, then no kidding. I mean, that's exactly what it looks like. I don't know. I mean, we almost need to go get like a baseball guy in here to talk about what happens when a guy throws his arm into oblivion. And there might be something to this. I think it's to be all glory, to glory all be. I forget who it is on Twitter, but we've been talking a lot. And you're starting to wonder, too, if Cam Newton, if if he just kind of has a violent throwing motion that just puts so much more stress on it. You know, it's just like he's not just chucking him in there. It's just a very, there's so much velocity all the time. That it wears down on it. But we're going to break back into these cat calls. The number is 252 228 5098. Hey, this is D Banks Wolf for North Carolina. Uh, I sometimes wonder has anybody actually played football? I get cams hurt. At this point now, we should, uh, we should seriously consider him, consider. Well, look, he's devastated here. Hold on. This might be the back end of the call. And uh, the banks again. Like the first guess. But one thing I want everybody to remember, what happened to Matt Khalil? He wasted all that fucking money on him. Don't even blue. Money with. Money with. I get everybody's medical. Better be sweeping up the goddamn game. stadium right if now. If he gets hurt and he doesn't go play off a fucking fall last injury, nobody's going to play. Respect him, love him. At this point, now, let's see. He's hurting, but 
he set the mantra as a team. And at this point, everybody's going to prank for And that's what I love. Because ain't nothing like a warrior in the football locker room. Well, you know, that's the truth is that everybody has always respected Cam Newton based on his like on just how much he will lay on the line. But, Cody, after you read those comments of that, there hasn't been a day in two years since I haven't had a football treatment stiffness and the strength is just not there. After hearing that, if we would have heard that before the game, we would have said, sit Cam Newton. Somebody but has we, to we, tell we, we, Somebody we, has uh, to put their foot down and say, sit Cam Newton. And by the way, he was even yeah. asked, uh he was even asked uh would would he consider sitting and he said that's not me. So uh, oh. Cam Newton isn't gonna oh. Yeah, Cam, oh. Cam Newton he's not gonna save himself, you oh. know. And, and and listen, it's I mean not, we've been saying oh. this. Did he just throw Ron under the bus? Is that maybe what that was? A little was? bit. A little bit. Is that maybe hey. him knowing that there's some pressure from not only fans, but the sports media at large? Like, what's going on here? Is it a franchise two years removed from a 15-1 a and one season, and now all of a sudden there's these problems? I, I think maybe, maybe 2015, looking back, Maybe it was just the culmination of the right talent, irregardless of who the coaches were, because that happens in in sports, period. Sometimes you just got the right guys at the right time, and I think that's what 2015 was. You had the right amount of new guys, the right amount of vets, and it just just came together, and it was special. And now I feel like not necessarily the locker room, but Ron is kind of still – and his career at large is still living off of that kind of, still that kind of mojo. Some of that fairy dust is still in the air. And for better or for worse, I really think it's time for, for a change. I really do. Yeah. The fact that he's still letting Cam go out there and play. If he, if he plays Cam this coming week, again, I'm, I'm going a long way to see this game. But I'll be more disappointed to see Cam out there than to go all that way and not see Cam. Man, that has to be a hell of a feeling, huh? Traveling all the way yeah. down to Atlanta to to see the Panthers, and you want to see Cam Newton so no, bad. It's, it's in Carolina. It's in Carolina. More pissed off. Oh yeah, yeah, right, Carolina. But, but, it, still, but it's driving, still that's not like two more. Down. That's two less hours yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah it's still that, it, that, it's it's. It, it, it's going to be rough, but, man, I, I've been a fan so long. I'm at the point where it's like, do what's best for our future. Yeah. You know, the yeah. hell with tomorrow. Because yeah. tomorrow, we're out the playoffs. What are we going to do? It, it's safe. We were out the playoffs last week. We were out the playoffs last week. Let's be honest. Miracle our way in there. What are we going to do? Go get the hell kicked out of us in prime time for the third time this year? I'm all set with that. I'm all set. I don't know about you guys. I'm all set. How's, what's the chat got to say? They all set too? Yeah. Trade Ron to Buffalo. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Keep rolling. Cody, I, one thing we've heard, we heard Josh say, is that um, play Cam Newton 
where, where Cam Newton feels an obligation to the fans, right? Like he wants to be there for them, be their warrior and this and that. But to hear Cam Newton's statement in this press conference right here, I mean, I think we're all Carolina Panther fans right here. We're all staying up late doing this post-game show right here. We don't – the real fan doesn't want to see Cam Newton right now. This is the Cam no. Newton we don't want to see. I don't think you risk anything there. We had no play – and to say this, that we really had any playoff – possibility i think this is there's a difference between making a making the playoffs and actually making the playoffs and doing something and we looked we saw this we saw the bet if without can how about this i don't care what you guys say you can talk about like look our defense has kind of been trashy all season but tonight they really showed us hey maybe we could surge into the playoffs but without cam newton folks we can't surge for shit. We can't no, surge for a damn no. first down. And if he can't, if it's this bad, Cody, why didn't we think about this two weeks ago? Three weeks ago, maybe. I just ripped my earbuds out. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been saying, um, you know, it, this is something that, has kind of dawned on me recently. You know, I, I honestly think that in 2016, we did Cam Newton a terrible disservice by playing him all the way through that season and not shutting him down and let him get healthy even earlier. I mean, he might have been even healthy enough to, uh, you know, win some of those games in 2017 uh, that, you know, caused him to start so flat. If, if, if we don't do something right now, I mean, listen, guys, let's just be honest. Let's say what we're all terribly afraid of, that the shoulder might never be the same and that we have to start. I'm right. That's the and scariest. That, and here's the, the, the real terrifying thing, that we have to start thinking about life after Cam Newton for the Carolina oh. Panthers. I mean, that's where we are right now. That's where we are right now, and it's bad. Yeah, That's no. unbelievable. That is unbelievable to hear that. All right, we're going to break back into these cat calls. The number is 252-228-1598. Hey there, uh, this is Mark Newton from Asheville, North Carolina. Big Panthers fan, following for, for a very long time. Uh, listen, uh, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for everything that y'all do. I, I enjoy watching y'all's podcasts. And, uh, Thanks, Mark. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate enjoy that. enjoy everything y'all have to say about the Panthers, and I agree on Almost of it. Um, as far as uh, the Panthers tonight, they uh, very they their defense played actually very great. I'm very happy with the way the defense stepped up. Um, Eric Reed stepped up, Captain Mullen. He he got off to kind of a bad start, and then he then he picked it up. As I was happy about that. Keekly, you know, he's still one of the best in the game. He showed that tonight. Thomas Davis played good. I mean, I. I was happy with uh with even some of the pass rush a little bit. Uh, that that looked good too. But uh you know, let's go back to the offense a little bit. Uh you know, Cam Cam Cam's same old Cam he's been all year. You know, he's he's struggled a lot. I know he's been hurt and all that, but I don't understand why the coaches decided to keep him in. 
uh, don't make a lot of sense to me whenever he's hurt. And at the same time, he just ain't playing that good. And it's, yeah, it's common that sense. Be, Everybody that's... that I know says that. And it's, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious to see, you know, from outside looking in. And, uh, you know, and we've had some, we've had some hard times on the offensive line a little bit and all that. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, Cam, he, he's supposed to be a leader. He's been in this league for, you know, eight years, whatever. He needs to, you know, get this stuff figured out. You know, it's, Whatever it is, it's bothering him, or or he's not changing about his footwork, or his his you know progression toward the game. He has to he has to change that, and and he he's decided not to. He wants to play his game, and I respect that, but it just ain't it just ain't working. And uh, and uh, on my personal opinion, I just think it's time to move on from Cam. That's all. But you know, uh, if the Panthers decide to hang on to him, then I'll. Of course, support them, you know, just like always. But, you know, we just – we got to figure out what's going on and, you know, work toward getting a, getting a Super Bowl win because that's – we're all waiting on here. Every every fan out there, that's what we want. That's what we ultimately want. So, uh, anyway, uh, anyway, thank you guys for taking my call. Uh, hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and God bless you. Keep pounding. Hey, man. Well, look, thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate that. Nice call there. Until the cam, oh god, it's time to move on from cam. All right, look, Cody just said it, Josh, a minute before that call, and that is that is ultimately the scary thought here. And there is only one way that Cam Newton, the life after Cam Newton in Carolina, occurs to me. And that is if it's like a Bo Jackson type of injury to the shoulder for Cam, where he cannot get it back. Because, look, his legs work just fine. Like, he's still – I feel like his decision-making has improved tenfold since he's been with Norv Turner. To me, at the end of the day, is is that he has limited protection and he has trouble delivering the ball at this moment. Josh, what in the world would life without Cam even be like, man? The name Winky comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing. Uh, no, yeah. In, Chris Winky, he's serious, got the same arm as Chris Winky right now. Yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, it's 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 a hard reality for any of us to even imagine. I think because he's the best we've had by far. I mean, yeah, Jake Jake was pretty great for his time, but then he fell off pretty hard, pretty fast. Um, so I mean, I, I think it's understandable for apprehension to the idea. I don't like the idea. I I was excited when we got Cam. Um, you know, because his, 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 the end of his college career was some of the first college football I really started watching. Um, but, I mean, I think we're all just afraid of it because he's the most dynamic and by far the best quarterback we've had. He, he brings things to the table that are hard to quantify. They're hard to just jot down on a, uh, a spreadsheet somewhere and, and add and subtract and he's you get a number at the end. He's he's not that kind of guy, as, as you could say, the, the intangibles. Um, and I think it really sucks to see what we're seeing now because of what 
the early part of the season really was, man. It, it looked good. It looked. It was looking. It was looking shit hot. It was like, all right, yeah. Good. We True were having that. A, we were having a Panthers party every week, and you know, and then we stormed back against the Eagles, and it was like, oh man, yeah, I think we're the real deal. And then it, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh happened, and then, and then Pittsburgh then, happened. It's like it, it, was, it was like somebody came along and shot our damn cat right in the forest, right out there, just yeah. bam. It was like oh, and that was it. And and you know this week seeing the defense come back and and have it be for not, it's like man, what's that gonna do to the next two weeks? I mean, I get it, we're not playing for anything other than pride. Come on, man. I mean, this is the end of the line for a lot of guys. Let's be real. Peppers ain't coming a back. Olsen, a ton. Yeah. Olsen ain't coming back. Ryan yeah. Khalil probably ain't coming back. Thomas Davis, he'll tell you, he'll tell you every year that I got one more year left because that's just his attitude. I mean, the man the man's had his ACL done what three three times? three times and, and you um, know what josh here, here, here's the deal you know not only uh, do even if they want to come back it's our duty as much as we love them if we have a competent front office we can't let them come back we love them yeah. and we thank them for listen i some of my best memories with football come from cam newton greg olson luke kickery thomas davis julius peppers all of these Panthers that will always and forever, uh, you know, be connected to my greatest memories of football. But if you want to oh, yeah. worry about your future, you cannot continue to have aging players on your football team at the most important positions. It, it can't yeah. happen. So even if they wanted to come back, yeah, you're right. We're going to move on from a lot of Panthers players. Yeah. Although, hey, Listen speaking of the old guys. Speaking of the old guys, I gotta give a shout out to Mike Mike Adams tonight. Put him a hit, and I think it was it was either Kamara or, or Michael Thomas. And man, I mean, that happened, and everybody—I mean, everybody in the bar, even the people who weren't watching the game—turned around, looked at the TV, and went, "Damn!" So yeah. let's let's give let's give Mike Adams the old man. What is how old is he? Thirty-seven. Let's, let's nah, yeah, he's one, he's one day less. He's one day less old than Julius Peppers. The my favorite play of the game was Eric Reed, where he where Alvin Kamara tried to hurdle him, and it looked like yeah. Eric Reed really tried to launch him like a WWE player into the stands. But here, you want to talk about players that aren't coming back, Cody? Let's make a list. Greg Olson. Ryan Khalil, Julius yeah. Peppers, right? Yeah. Mike, Adams, Mike Adams, Thomas, Thomas Davis. Davis. That's five people that we like. Now let's talk about the people we don't like. Devin Funches, Devin Chris Funches, Clark, Matt Khalil, who never even Matt Khalil, played, who was still going to pay a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, we're at eight uh, players the, right there, the eight Buffalo. starters, eight starters right there who aren't yeah. even going to be on this team. And uh, that tells you something. Look, Deuce Montana says Vernon Butler shouldn't come back. 
Nope. Yeah. Uh, I agree. You could almost, I bet you people, I'm surprised nobody said Don Terry Poe shouldn't come back. He's going to well, be with us. Yeah. Don Terry Poe. <laughs> yeah. The next yeah, two people who say that, three people. Arguably, you're sitting there going, hey, James Bradbury might have had his best game of the season this year, tonight, because yeah. he picked off an errant ball. But he could even be somebody, theoretically, that isn't coming back. Eric Reed might not even come back. Yeah, Shaq I mean, Thompson might not come back. To be honest, you know somebody what, said, no, that, 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 they said that Shaq Thompson may have broke his arm tonight, and he's in the last year of his deal. Wait, you said what now? Shaq broke his arm? No, somebody saw there was an early play. Somebody told, text me. And they said, I wouldn't be surprised if Shaq actually broke his forearm on that play. He hit this oh. dude when he came off Shaq. and he keep, but you're going to have to pay him. You're going to yeah, have to pay him. But how much? I mean, he's not had, you know, from the beginning of the season, I'm seeing 54 everywhere and all this and all that. It's like, man. He has been <laughs> whelming. He has been less, he hasn't been underwhelming. He hasn't been overwhelming. He's been whelming. Yeah. But here's, here's the question. We all remember Thomas Davis missed four games. Correct me if I'm wrong. We only lost one of those four games with him filling in for TD, right? Uh, yeah. Or maybe we went two and two. I went Air, Air, Raid, Air Raid 73 and YouTube chat says Shaq's been meh. And I agree. Oh, and oh, I'm 100 hey, with another that. One. Yeah, hey, listen, yeah, here's no. another one. That, here's, wait, here, let me throw out another one that we haven't uh, mentioned yet. Uh, how about Daryl Williams, or one of the highest oh, grade yeah. right tackles last year? He has to get paid too. Are we going to pay him coming off of a year where he didn't play since Dallas? I mean, come on, you know. Uh, not, there are so well, many holes on the football team right now. It, and, um, oh, my God, on top of, if we even had to entertain the notion of moving on from number one, let me tell you, man, it's a bad day for Panthers. All right. I th- it sounds like uh, Josh needs to put his phone on the charger. That's no, mine's dying. That's, oh, that's it's yours? Me. It was yours? Yeah. Ah! I'm not going right. to let Josh uh, take the fall for <laughs> He's got a good 15%. All right, next cat call. Here we go. Hey, guys. This is uh, Jedi Jordan chat. Stats are like bikinis. They'll show you some things, but they don't show you everything. Ah, (laughs) Good call. Good Um, call. If you would have told me before this game started that we would hold the New Orleans Saints high-flying offense 12 points and somehow – still lose the game because our offense couldn't get it together. I probably would have slapped you at first, but then I was like, you know what, the Panthers, they know how to find different ways to lose, and that's exactly what they did tonight. Uh, I want to shout out the defense. The defense played great, like, even among some bad calls and some uh, some things went wrong their way. Those guys played with a lot of heart. And uh, they gave us plenty of opportunities to go and win that game. Um, I think this is the week there is finally, I think you guys said it earlier, 
just a sick cam. It's it's not worth him possibly further injuring himself and then missing out on recovery time just for a lost season, just for trying to get to eight and eight or whatever. So um, let's sit him. Let's see if Heineke can uh, be like a see if he's our new Derek Anderson or not, and if he's not, then try to see who else we can get in the off season. Uh, it's been a good season, and I'm still going to watch the no, the next two games. I think we can officially call throwing a towel on this uh this season and uh, our playoff hopes, <laughs> if there were any playoff hopes. Anyway, guys, keep pounding. Uh, have a good one. Yeah, and, you know, Josh, uh, he kind of brought up what I mentioned earlier. You know, we really don't know who Taylor Heineke even is as a football player. I mean, we've seen him throw the occasional long ball since Cam Newton isn't able to do it. But, you know, and we have some preseason footage. But other than that, you know, let's put it this way. We're not Philadelphia where we know we have Nick Foles waiting in case our number one goes down. You know, we don't. We don't have a lot of footage out of him. I mean, even the college that he went to, he's out of Old Dominion. You know, it's not as if he's playing SEC uh, type of competition. So, uh, what? Yeah, what? What do you think about that? Do you think that um, it's time to just you know see what kind of player we have in Taylor? I, I think so. If, if for nothing more, give him reps, give him time, um, yeah. give him a chance to get. Some- Get some get some season on him. Get some salt and some pepper. See what see what the kids got. See what his strengths and weaknesses are. See how he does in front of uh in front of the big lights in front of the camera. I mean, I know these aren't primetime games we've got coming up, but um, it's still it's still a televised game. It's still a real audience. It's still uh, a, a stadium full of people. Um, you know, you, you got to figure out what you got, and and you don't get that in, in practice. You, you got to throw them in the fire. Um, and right now, luckily for him, the fire ain't that hot. I mean, yeah, they're real NFL games, but they're, you know, it's, it's not like we're relying on him to save the season. It's not like, you know, something like that. It's, it's, it's two honest games to go out and play, get some play time, get some experience, build some of a rapport with the rest of the offense and, and, you know, hopefully not get bludgeoned by, uh, the lack of an offensive line. Really, that that would be my only concern. But that's that's a concern that applies to any quarterback we've got. Is is, geez, we don't want him going out and getting crushed. Man, I tell you, the saddest thing about this conversation here is is that while we talk about trotting Taylor Heineke out there to get some film, get some game reps, which those are all right points. You know what I mean? Is that look, you don't learn. I've seen NFL practices, not like behind closed door sessions, but when you go to training camp, they barely practice. And I'm not saying they're out there not working hard. It's like, they're going to be like this. We're going to run this route one time. Got it. Moving on. It is not like the practice that I deal with, like with you, that you take your kids and you do the same thing over and over and over. It is a glorified walkthrough. All of mm-hmm. it. And so I don't think that I do agree. The only way you're going to find out what you got is by putting some people in. And we, we were really there two weeks ago. I, I And I know that a lot of people don't want to hear that. 
but we could see that as Cam Newton's shoulder was deteriorating and his health was declining and our defense while they were phenomenal this week, they were they've been just putrid in the past. We knew that this was just not our year, even though it started out that well. But the sad, the, what I'm not excited about and very sad about this is I keep coming back to Cody's comment, and that is the scariest part about this is like I don't really need to see what we got out of Taylor Heineke. Like, yeah, I mean, kind of. Like, yeah, I'd rather for him to get some game reps than not have them. But if we don't got Cam Newton, we don't got shit. And if we, like, that is the scary thought right there. That is the scariest thought. And, you know, Cody, I was sitting there, and I've kind of been secretly harboring that night that I didn't want to let it creep into my mind that it could be a possibility that Cam Newton's arm could be broken. And and we're gonna know after next season. I mean, uh, I don't think this is. I mean, I don't know. I mean, any crazy number of things could happen until you know September of next from now until September of next year. But yeah, I mean, listen, we've talked about how we became Panther fans, uh, and I, I think I've, I might have told this before. Um, I I used to like football when I was young. But then I fell off of it, and I was a huge MMA fan in the UFC, and I still am. But I fell off of football forever, and I was going through a terrible time in my life. I was coming off of a breakup, and one day I'm on a bus, and I hear the radios on, and they're talking about this player from Auburn named Cam Newton. And they're they're saying, hey, we have to – pick this guy number one, right? I mean, he has to be the Panther. I mean, the, I mean, and I, you know, I, I always, I, I enjoyed the Panthers, but I didn't follow them because I didn't have that player that I truly loved. But then when I found out about Cam Newton and I saw what he was able to do at Auburn, I'm like, oh my God, that guy could play here in Charlotte. So my literal fandom started with number one you know call me a bandwagon fan i don't care i'll be a fan of this team forever and ever and ever cam newton is the reason i'm a panthers fan today man so for for me to even think about the panthers minus cam newton my favorite quarterback of all time dude that hits me where i live man i mean that hurts a lot and it's sad that now we're having to think about that might be what we're talking about. I mean, I these give shoulder quick, injuries are bad. Yeah, I want to give a quick shout-out to Yotes and Underground West, Will Lassiter in the YouTube chat. Thanks for joining us, and I'm going to peek over to Facebook and see Otella Claxton's probably still trolling us about how we got to get rid of Cam, so I'm not going to give you any love. But – the the speaking of that is is that where you say that about a player that that makes it is that uh and i've said this before on the show and i mean we've been doing this show for six years man which is crazy but um for me both of those guys actually are on the panthers right now julius peppers was that guy in 2001 
because he played high school football about a half an hour from where I live at. And then he went to UNC Chapel Hill and I'd watch, I was watching you, you know, basketball in high school and all this mess. And uh, then he goes to the Carolina Panthers. And I said, I was, I'm going to be a fan of whatever team Julius Peppers goes to. Not like that was going to be my team, but my family's all from up North. You know what I'm saying? So like, we don't got no, I don't have any ties to a football team really. And when he went to Carolina, I was like, this is meant to be. I live in yeah. Carolina. This is my guy. He lives a half hour down the road. He went, like, I've been following him through college. He's the number two draft pick or whatever he was, number one or number two. And I'm sitting there. And then, you know what, is that we go through a decade. And then I got, I got that again with Cam Newton. My wife bought me a Cam Newton jersey before he played a snap with the Carolina Panthers. And I was so pumped for that shit, bro. I was so pumped for that. So it is tough to see that out of all the protectors of Cam. I'm the Cam Newton Secret Service. And, boy, it's tough to watch. I Look, I just don't want to see a guy who's 30 years old to go out looking like he's 40 at yeah. 32. Yeah. Next call, the number is 252-228-5098. You can be a part of the C3 Panthers podcast right now. Hi, this is Carl D. What's up, Carl? What's going on, fellow? How y'all doing tonight? First, I'd like to say that guest y'all had, I don't, well, I don't know if I'm getting on the show tonight, but if I do, I'd like to say your guest, what's his name, Josh? How are you going to sit there and say hard bar don't count? Um, <laughs> if my calculations and my history is correct, Harbaugh was successful at San Diego State when he took over. He was successful at Stanford that we know. But he was he fired. The NFL, he how, was fired, Carl. He wasn't successful in the NFL. Three straight NFC championship games. A Super Bowl appearance, but that's not successful in the NFL. And the only reason he got booted in San Francisco because they had a they dumb general manager that they had at the time didn't like um, Harbaugh. So come on, man, come on with that. Jim Harbaugh don't count. Or oh, Jim Harbaugh sucks. Really, dude. That's that's an example. All of right, a moving along, Carl. Moving along, Carl. Pro and making it big time in the pro. Get out of here, man, with that. Anyway. Uh, um, he wanted us to react. The Panthers, I, I, I don't know. That's it, Tony. That's it. I we're we were, it was that. us because we are done. We were done two done, weeks ago. Done. We are more done than a turkey at Thanksgiving, my friend. Right. <laughs> That dry meat. So, it's that dry meat. Me personally, dry sit Cam down for the rest of us, shut him down, bring in Hinky, Heineke, however you pronounce his name, let him play, see what the backup got. Hey, he was a backup for a reason. Let's see what the kid got. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to play. Also, I mean, you know. Hey, we already I don't lost care what he's games got. in a row. The only thing I want Heineke in is to protect the, Cam. Let the backup play, and we end up losing. Heck, it's a possibility we were going to lose 
seven straight or eight straight anyway with Cam. Because Cam's not healthy. So, I mean, I say do it. Do it. Do it. And, yes, Ron do needs to go. Stop. We. I hope David Tepper is not one of those owners that are afraid of change. And it's, uh, I hear a lot of fans that are scared of change. That's why they come up with any excuse to keep Ron. Like Cody said, the excuse about well, where, who else is out there. We don't know. Oh, all right. There he is. Uh, yeah, he got he got cut off. He might be next. Uh, actually, here, look, here he is. This is the next call. This well, next. this one was going to be short and sweet. Like I said, I don't know if I make the show calls tonight. Um, I got cut off, so I'm gonna just make this short and sweet. I will call back tomorrow and try to make tomorrow's show for tomorrow's show if. Yeah, if there is a tomorrow show, guys. It is. Well, it's live at it is. nine p.m. You Tuesday night, baby. I'll be in the chat room watching. Hey, Cody. I love. What's Cody. up? Don't you? Yeah. Come up with your excuses you've been making every single week. And no excuses. This offensive line is bullshit, baby. I'm listening. I know it's going to be an excuse because that's just you. I am one of the biggest Cam fans, too. But that's I a bullshit offensive line, Carl, dude. What's up? That's an excuse like you. But anyway. Did that shit, man. All right, guys. I'm gone. But anyway, man, I love you. It smells bad. Yeah, we love you. But this offensive line is trash, bro. Straight yeah. trash. Yeah, this, is, this is my cringy from the game tonight. Look at Big letters right there in the middle. What's that say? O-line. O-line. And what, and what does that five stand for? What does that five stand plus for? Five, How many times? Plus five because it's that bad. Either that or that's how many times they're beat up on right. Cam Newton tonight. Look, I'm defending Carl D. I'm taking Carl D's stance right here. The offensive line has played better than it should have. Let's be honest. We have a we have we don't even know if you could name if if a regular Panther fan could name our left tackle and our left guard right now, we would give them a thousand dollars. Like just a regular fan, Chris Clark and Van Roten. Who the hell are these mugs? And you know, like they have actually played better than they should have. I tend to think that the weakest link on this line, surprisingly, has been Ryan Khalil. Yeah, and oh, I said that. That's crazy. That's wild. Listen, I understand what you're saying, but that's like saying, "Oh man, this is a delicious bowl of porridge." Who the hell is porridge, man? Like, I understand understand what you're saying, dude. I got it. They they exceeded expectations. It was like a really good Ritz cracker with nothing on it. No. There's no cheese. There's no pepperoni. There's not even cheese cheese in a can. There's nothing. It was like somebody licked the saw off of it already. And dude, listen, the, the fact, listen, I'll, 
I'll give them this, the fact that they played to the level that they have. Yeah, kudos to them, man. But a hurt Cam Newton with a patchwork offensive line, the fact that Cam Newton had the numbers that he had to start this season is a testament to how badass Cam Newton is. Okay, and he another held, thing. He like, held the ball a ton tonight. He held it. He, too long. And where's he supposed to? Why, he supposed I, I to won't say. I, but now that's a good point. Is that as I'm sitting there going, why is it Cam getting rid of it? Why is it Cam getting rid of it? We also have to go back and look at the tape and see what were the routes. Because yeah, you know, I if nobody you. is breaking, as and that yes. they did look like longer developing routes. So I was like, oh, let's take a pause here. I got to get my Cam Newton defense back on. But I at the same time, that, I promise this is not the worst is. offensive line he has played behind. That's no, my but even, point. T- I, even still, Cam, I promise you this. Cam Newton is not holding on to the ball because he wants to. I mean, he's trying not to throw any receptions. He's trying to take care of the football. But if nothing's open down the field, I promise you, if Cam had something open, he would have been throw the football. He's not holding on to it because he doesn't know any better. You know, it's... It, yeah, man, it's a it's a problem. All right, don't lick the saw off my Ritz cracker. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh <laughs> uh, man, crazy loss last night. But honestly, my main question for you guys is like, how do you guys feel uh, heading into the off season? What we're going to be doing with the team? Because obviously, you know, Mister Tepper vocalized that he wants to win, and winning is his first thing on the agenda. As seeing the performance on Rivera as well as Cam, I really don't think we should let go of them. But clearly, everybody has an opinion, so I just really wanted to hear your opinions on that. Bless up, thank you guys. All right, so my my thoughts on this number one, Cody, are, is is I think that we after our and I'm going to go ahead and plug everybody to go back and listen to the Dan Hatman interview. Dan Hatman's worked with three different front offices as a pro scout. And he studies general managers and he's talking about the timing and the windows of putting guys in and bringing in a new GM. I kind of would like the plan of keeping Rivera for a season, Super Bowl, NFC championship or bust, bring in a new GM and then let him decide where the direction of our team is. I have been more and more pushed towards this, Cody, because there are so many coaching opportunities. The well has got to be running dry at some point. So we know we want to make these changes. We have talked ad nauseum about this, but I think where we got to look at this is continued to talk about that turnover, Cody. We're going to have to replace a left tackle, a center, two defensive ends, at least one defensive tackle, at least one linebacker, at least one receiver. The list is so crazy that it's really hard to think about. And the only thing that consoles me about it is that this happens to a lot of teams every year, maybe. But it is a big list, Cody. It, I mean, it. it's a huge one. But, you know, I'd I, I like to personally – draw the comparison between Andrew Luck and even what happened with them this year. I mean, they they didn't put anyone around him. They had a defensive head coach. He got absolutely slaughtered because of it. 
He missed a year. They fired the head coach, bring in a better one, and then finally addressed in the draft with some premium offensive line picks to protect their best asset on the football team. And it's time the Panthers followed suit. Um, and, and, yeah, there's a lot of holes on the team right now. But I, I mentioned this last Tuesday. Um, you have to rip the Band-Aid off. And it, it's a very daunting task for a brand-new general manager to have to come in and do that right now. But but listen, man, if, I, if I'm a general manager, I want to be the guy that righted the ship in Carolina. I, I, I want to be the hero. I want to be the one that, that – Got everything back to sailing. But whatever, uh, however many, you know, years or whatever Cam has left, we have to put offensive linemen around him that will give him time. And we need to put even more weapons around him in free agency as we develop DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Josh, this is getting worse as Michael Jones reminds us that we need a nickel corner and a kicker too. There's a ton of holes here. It would be crazy to fill all the – I think my argument, Josh, is this, is that it would be – there's so many holes. Is filling a new head coach the best answer at that point? Well, it's funny you say that. Something I kind of thought about in week between – Call me crazy. Keep Ron and Herney for this year, right? Focus I'm on with you. the talent. Focus on the talent need. And maybe, and maybe, I know this won't be popular. Everybody's going to be asking me to get traded to Buffalo on this one. <laughs> get, get Cam his damn soul, shoulder surgery that he needs and sit him next year. Oh, He'll God. Have- yeah. Out of here. What did Indy yeah. do? They sat Andrew Luck for a whole year, and then what they do? They surrounded him with an O-line that is now one of, I believe, the top five in the league, right? Yeah, they're protecting yeah. him. You know, I, I think mean, that's the key right there is that they have if, finally – they, they had such a trash line. They have exactly. a trash – line and i think this is that we need i think the good news guys the reason there there are so many holes on this team but i truly think the good news is is this is that if you can find a way to keep this offensive line just improve it a niche just one step up from what it's been this year and then get a pass rusher on the other side we have a lot of good things on offense we have some okay things on defense. We just don't have the big boys down in the trenches to get it done. So can yeah. we please just get a we I, I'm I am fine if we draft two offensive linemen and two defensive linemen, and that's our entire draft. Like let's trade up. That's it. That's all I want. Next call. It's only 18 seconds. Let's see what this is about. Um, I just think that Cam Newton doesn't know how to throw long passes, and I just ran about that. Thank you. Busted out of here. 
Get out of here. Whoever you are. That was that's the last damn call. That's a troll. Did you say is that a girl? It's I I have no idea who that was. Do you? It sounded sounded uh, like a twelve year old kid. A twelve year old kid. Yeah. Somebody with low testosterone. Somebody who's already in Buffalo. Yeah, someone who's already in Buffalo. Shivering in Buffalo. All right. That's the last of the cat calls right now. That's the last of all right. Yeah, we're done. We got through them all. People, man, it's a late night. I want to remind everybody that we're going to be live tomorrow night at 9 p.m. You can uh, be a part of the show by joining us on YouTube in the chat room or via Shindig. Look, Josh, Shindig was easy to jump in, wasn't it? Oh, dude, it was mad easy. You download an app, and you, you get the invite link, and that's it. Boom, done. And, and it works right on your phone. That's what I'm using now. I got my phone just aimed at me, and it's using the front-facing camera. I can see you guys. It, it's easy. It's, it's a lot easier than I expected. I give it that much. So we, we want to let you – look, we can cycle in as many people as we want. Like, I mean, you can put 100 people in. Not that we're actually going to be able to do that. But, look, join the show on Shindig. Be a part of the YouTube chat. Be a part of the C3 Panthers podcast live 9 p.m. Tuesday night. And, Cody, I'm going to give you this. The end. Oh, you know what is that show? We usually do, and maybe not usually since we've lost six games in a row, we do a dab on them pick of the week. (laughs) Who's your player of the game, Cody, even though we lost here? Um, I feel like I've uh, I've given this to him uh, before, but and uh, in a day and age where we're talking about maybe it's the end of Cam Newton, how many players are we going to be moving on from? God, I love Luke Kickley, man. I love Luke Kickley, dude. Dab on him, folks. Luke, I love Luke so much. Uh, Luke, Luke Kickley is the man. I, I'm just so thankful that um. You know, our our defense has a player like that that cares so much. I mean, that's telling our guys where to go, where to line up, what to do, calling the plays Telling Thomas Davis. Telling Thomas Davis. Yeah, man, just doing the damn thing, man. So, yeah, I I mean, a a lot of players, I mean, there were some great plays uh, from our our defensive players tonight. but I'll leave those to you because I don't feel right doing anybody other but the man Luke Kickley. So to number 59, dab on them, folks. Josh, who you got for your player of the game? Dab on them, pick of the week. Oh, man. It's been a while since we've seen him have a good game. Maybe this might have been his best game since he's been back in Carolina. It's, it's got to it's gotta be Captain Munderland. Gotta be wow, All right. up and down game too. It, it was, but I mean, <laughs> man, he had some he had some plays when they when it mattered, went away for real, you know. And and usually he's he, he tends to be a penalty machine on some dumb stuff, and and it wasn't it wasn't there tonight. It wasn't a problem tonight. You know, he, he showed up, he played out. You know, you can't complain. So 
Captain Wonderland? Dab on. My dab on the pick goes to Dante Jackson for the ah, 100. Yeah. The 100 yard two point play. D Jacks. Guys, as Michael Jones says, showed his swagger. I thought that if Cam Newton would have thrown that ball to the corner with all those people right there, they would have been like, oh, well, that's Cam, not Newton, not not understanding how guys are trying to plaster the line and all of this. Of course, the damn boys have. I felt like this is Drew Brees threw it right into traffic. And, like, I felt yeah. like I, I almost, I mean, I wanted to say if if Dante Jackson wouldn't have made that play, I would have been fucking pissed at him. That's what I'm saying is, like, it was a great play. And then the poor kid had to run 100 yards down the field. I tell you this, again, another thing about Dante Jackson, folks. He might be a sprinter, but that dude looked like he was slowing down in that last 20 <laughs> yards. He was hey, running fast. I hey, know, man, but he run, was like this. These runs run a 40. Hey, look, look. I, I ain't <laughs> running 100 yards nowhere. I'm just saying this. You run, a, you run a 4 3 40. What we need to, what we're really asking is what's my man's 100? Because that guy was puffing on gas at the end. But that's just me. <laughs> All right. Look, this is C3 Panthers podcast. We're going we're, we're gonna to be right back here tomorrow night, or actually tonight now, since we've yeah. gone over <laughs> the, the marker. At 9 p.m. live, we're going to break down this game. We're going to go back and watch it again. We're all going to suffer through Cam Newton's injuries. And uh, you're going to jump in the show. Uh, and call the cat calls line. The number is 252-228-5098. We'd like to thank everybody on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope. Look, smash the thumbs up button. Give us a like. It's free for you. And if you're crazy and feeling frisky, you can buy a Cam Wow or I Stand With Cam t-shirt or something like that or donate to us on Patreon. Cody Lashney, I know you like to talk football on Twitter. You like to yell at them people about Cam's Newtons. Where can they find you, sir? At Cody Lax, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C on Twitter. Hit me up. I try and reply to everybody. I'll talk about whatever you want to. I am also the Panthers analyst now at drafttech.com. So every other Tuesday, so not uh, today, but next Tuesday, there will be a, um, a brand-new draft uh, with the brand-new draft order put in. So be on the lookout for that. That's dot com. Check it out. Josh, first of many, I hope, appearances on the C3 Panthers podcast. Where can they find you until the next one? Oh, me? Um. Well, I, I don't really use uh, too much social media. I'm on Facebook. Um, search when for, to go, uh, Michael Jones, coming in with a ten dollar donation to the show. Thank you. And, uh, but yeah, no, um, you know, Panther fans and, and football fans in general more than welcome to have me on Facebook. I'm glad to chat with anybody about any aspect of the game, any team, even. I mean, um, I think I said it before on one of my cat calls. I called in on. 
I love the Panthers. They're my team, but I watch all the football I can get my eyeballs on. So, um, you know, just Joshua Ranchoy on Facebook and uh, look forward to chatting with you guys and, and anybody else, really. Man, fantastic. Yeah, shout out, shout out. Shout out to Josh, man. His first night on the show, this somber-ass, depressing show where we're talking about the future of the Panthers, and Josh hits it out of the park, man. Thanks for joining us tonight, dude. Thanks for having yeah. me, guys. Tremendous. Thank you so much. Michael Jones coming in with a $10 donation to the show. Thank you so much in the super chat. Bubba, P- Bubba Pacha says, Josh from Mass. Great job on your first time here. A lot of good things here. Uh, look, the Panthers defense really looked good tonight. Or better. Yeah. If we if we had a pass rush. If we had a pass yeah. rush. It's like a Christmas song. And we're going to figure that out tomorrow. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter, at cat underscore chronicles. Be sure to go to carolinacatchronicles.com to check out this podcast and other things that we put out. And uh, subscribe, share, whatever you do, and we'll see you tomorrow or today, actually. Later today. (laughs) Subscribe to the C3 Carolina Panthers podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or anywhere you can catch an RSS feed. Check out carolinacatchronicles.com for the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. Great cash, homie. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.